I will say something interesting. One of the things that has happened in the last week is Ms. Truss, that was the elected prime minister of Great Britain, uh, enacted a number of things that got everyone so scared in Great Britain, because it's fragile, that they had to come in, the banking division had to come in and say, we'll take care of everything. We'll, we'll, we'll pay for the currency, we'll pay for the gilt, the pound, we'll make everything right. Bank of right. England. Mm -hmm. Bank of England. Here's what's important about that. That is nothing but another canary in the coal mine that we're talking about. Another one of those crypto SPACs, another one of those things. And I want to make a point about, which I haven't heard. Do you know that just before the 1929 crash, it was Great Britain that went first? Oh, coincidentally, great, there's Great Britain. Now, what's even worse about that is Great Britain is part of Europe, really. And Europe is actually fighting a war. They have an energy problem. They have a finance problem, all kinds of problems. And let me make one very important point. The elephant in the room has always been, and every time I've been on the show, I talk about it, has been China. China, yes. China, China, China. China represents 25% of the GDP of the world, of the world. The 2008-2009 global financial crisis, China was not really affected by that and kept the world economy going. Now it's different, right? Exactly. Not only weren't they affected, they actually bailed out the world. They spent a lot of money on their road run division. We're going we're gonna to build things every place. They put money in Africa. They put money in Pakistan. They put, and you know what? Right now, they're asking for their money back. They want a return on their money. And these are not nice people. They are very serious. They are taking the money back from countries that don't have the money to give it to them. That's right, so China. They're calling in their debts. They're right. calling in their debts. And China has been our main trading partner. Oh, sure, Europe is right up there. But China has been very, very important. Mm -hmm. And what did we do? We put tariffs, we put all kinds of restrictions, and we have a very bad relationship right now with China. Okay, that's kind of another one of those things that you don't really like. So That's a big canary. That's another, I didn't want to use the word. That's another canary in this coal mine that we've created. More like a hawk, right, or <laughs> an eagle, or... That's the something, largest bird I can think of. <laughs> something, something that is not good. And, and so, again, I'm going to get back to us. That's the mm -hmm. people who are watching your show. And yes. again, I don't know specifically what the demographics are, meaning how old everyone is. But I want you to know, if you were 55 in 2009, you are now 67. You are now thinking about your future. Mm-hmm. And every country Social is, Security and retirement. Social Security, retirement, but you're not a consumer. You're not the big consumer you were before. And in fact, people in Italy and China and every other country, demographically, they're not the big consumers anymore. And I hate to say it, the young people aren't, they don't have the money. It mm -hmm. was the baby boomers that came up and had the money. That's us. That's, 
Mm -hmm. I, like, I, I like to think it was me. That, okay, we spent money. We spent money. There is no more. Because once you get to 65 or 70, you are not a big spender. You just about have all the cashmere sweaters you want. So that is not, <laughs> that is not our problem. So it's very important to understand that it's not going to happen where suddenly everyone comes in with that wave of money. The only people who talk about the wave of money, I want to get this straight, are hedge funds, funds who by law are not allowed to go over 5% in cash in their funds. Okay, what does that mean? That means- Oh, that's interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, that, it, it actually means that you, 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 you have to be a buyer. And, you, and buy. you ran a hedge fund, so you ought to know. I, I, you had to be a buyer. People gave you money because they expected you to do something with it. The concept of a SPAC, that was the, that was the most important. A SPAC, a, a special purpose vehicle. Listen, I give you $100 million and do me a favor. Go out and buy a good company. And when you buy a good company, I give you 20% of the profits of that good company, and I get the rest. Except they couldn't find any good companies. And when they had to find companies, they found bad companies, bad companies. So they got crushed. So we're really looking at a world that has a huge number of things, canaries, that tell you, hey, things don't look good. It's not they don't look good because of housing. Oh, oh, it's just housing. We'll fix that right away. No, 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 no. This is everything. That's why people call this the everything bubble, because everything just right. went up in price. In fact, housing- Jeremy Grantham, for instance, who was on, right, WealthTrack a couple of years ago, talked about it's there's a bubble it's it's the first time there's ever been multiple asset classes that are in bubble territory and the, and he was correct and he's mm -hmm. someone people should listen to he's 80 years old plus and he's been around and he's made a lot of money mm -hmm. and here he has been very concerned but i want to bring out one thing about jeremy grantham that market was going to crash last july it didn't he's not wrong it just didn't so right. it'll be next July, but it will be. And all of the things that we've been talking about for the last whatever um, are taking place and more. So therefore, as in, as in individuals who are saving or retirees or young people working, whatever it is, what do we do with our money? That's the question. I, I started to say, uh, it's the first time I've actually made a lot of notes for your show, um, and not because I, I don't think it's important. I do. It's very important to me. But, but I made a lot of notes because there are so many things happening now that didn't happen in the past. Mm -hmm. Okay, so one example. There, there, were, there were, six months ago, 140 ships off of Los Angeles, off of Rotterdam, off of Georgia, off of every place. You know what it's down to? Six. Six, not 160 or whatever it was, six. Because they've uh, unloaded, right? They've unloaded. And what's important about them unloading is it suddenly we had stuff all over the place. All this stuff went to Walmart and it went to Target and it went to Amazon, went all over the place. 
So if you want to buy things cheap, wait till next month. All of this stuff is going to be hitting the store, and they're going to have to get rid of it. So Which we is disinflationary. Have it's not inflationary. It's disinflationary. Disinflationary. It, in fact, the dollar, because it's so high and no one can afford to buy from us, it's deflationary. All of this debt, we have to keep paying for the debt. We can't buy other things. We've got to pay for the debt. That's deflationary. So stop worrying about inflation. As much as you may think about it, it's a very short-term event now. It is not 1970. It's not 1978. It's not 1980 with Mr. Volcker. This is something that has to do with supply. So you suddenly have the supply, this inventory, hitting. Okay, that is another thing to worry about. Now, wait a minute. So it, it, um, Americans, recent polls have shown that Americans' number one concern is inflation. The Federal Reserve's number one concern is inflation. You're saying that we should not be worried about inflation? Look, inflation is always an issue to worry about because you, you have to pay more for something you may not be able to afford. Okay, that's inflation. But this is not inflation caused by a lot of demand, and there was a big supply out there, and we were willing to keep paying up for that. And in fact, inflation is really thought of as something perceived by you as to what you think it will be five years from now. And what we've seen is that everyone thinks it'll be about two, three, four percent at most five years from now. Nothing really staggering. And the reason for that is because it happened because of a pandemic. I, 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 to talk about pandemic, it's important to understand the last pandemic we had, 1918 to 1920, incredible. People died. It was a terrible event. Terrible. It was at the end of World War I, even worse. Uh, soldiers were dying. We had tremendous inflation, 18% inflation during that period of time. Do you know in the following year, we had deflation tremendous deflation because what actually happened was all of that supply that was taken off the market was all taken off the market because everyone was sick. They couldn't produce anything. Just like now, they couldn't produce. They couldn't bring ships into the harbor. That's going away. That supply is coming back. So I'm not saying you shouldn't worry about deflation or inflation in this case. What you have to understand, it's not the same as it was during the 70s. So, so is this another contrarian point of view that you have that you would criticize Wall Street for, where everyone on Wall Street is still concerned about inflation? You're saying that is not what the concern should be. Should it be disinflation or deflation? I, 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 I think, number one, so I'll go out on a limb because I can do that. Um, I think we're in a recession now. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think the country is showing negative numbers on a consistent basis in everything I could find that's important, including housing. Except for employment. The, un the unemployment rate is still very low, and that's what the Biden administration points to and everyone else. We can't be in a recession if the unemployment rate is so low. It's that's not, what they're saying. It is absolutely not fair to point at today's unemployment. 
because unemployment is a tremendous lagging indicator. It's something that has happened. Okay, fine, everyone wants, but now those same corporations are saying, well, excuse me, we put a freeze on our hiring. The Challenger report, which kind of brings out how many people are going to fire and how many people are going to hire, everyone's firing. No, so it's a lagging indicator. No, you have to worry about deflation. Deflation is a very, very real thing that's going to happen. And if prices keep coming down, the best way to express that to you is housing. Housing, we think housing is really going up. Oh, wow, it's 20% higher than it was 10 years ago. In a sense, that's true. But understand, housing is really made up by a fringe group of people. It's the outer part of the housing people selling and buying that makes it look so great. Rich people can go out and buy a house in the Hamptons tomorrow, spend $100 million. Oh, hey, it's fantastic. And the edge can buy a lot of things. Fantastic. But the average person in my town, uh, there's no for sale signs. There's no one selling. They live here. Most people live in the area they live in. This is not a thing where everyone is out selling a very expensive house. But what I'm trying to point out is what has happened already has happened. It's what will happen that matters. Mm -hmm. And when you hear from Wall Street saying a particular thing, inflation is the thing to really worry about. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It's like crypto. Oh, we, everything's going to be crypto. And then we found out none of us even know what crypto is. Thank you. Could you put a crypto in my hand? No, no, no. You don't do that. You don't put crypto in your hand. If, assuming the Fed gets to five, let's just assume they get to five. The Fed funds, right. Mm -hmm. Make it an assumption. I don't think they will. I don't think they'll get anything near there. But let's assume they do. Treasuries would go up to about 475. That's where they kind of trade. And then they go down. And they're the first to go down. It's at that point that the stock market collapses. Why? Because it's at that point that the Fed is beginning to realize, oh my God, it's time right. we do something. It, what's interesting about all this is that the Treasury, that long-term Treasury that you should buy, tends to sell about a quarter of a percent below where the Fed is. I don't know where the Fed's going. So is this the 30-year Treasury you're talking about? The 30-year and the 10-year. The 10-year uh -huh. and the 30-year trade about the same. It's like Japan. Why does the Jap Japanese 10-year sell at zero? Because Japan can't afford to borrow money any higher. So they borrow at zero. They've made it zero. Hey, why not? So we'll make it zero, too. A lot of people feel this is the time that the Fed doesn't bring it down to zero. No, we stay there. Let all of those companies that are considered zombie come go out of business. Let them all go out of business, and then we'll recover. Mm -mm. It's not going to happen. There's an argument right now, just the last thing. There's an argument right now that the homeowner is loaded with money, really in good shape. Because of the home equity, the equity in their home. Whatever reason, he's in great shape. That, that, that may not have any validity whatsoever because 
what they do is they take all those billionaires and those trillionaires or whatever the heck mm -hmm. we have, they mass them all together. And hey, this looks pretty good. It may not look good for me and it may not look good for you, but it looks good overall because we put the billionaires with the guys who have nothing. Most people don't have more than two or three months if they lost their job. That hasn't changed. I have one more question, and that is the role treasury bonds. Gold doesn't perform. I can't think of anything, nor can anyone else. That's why you hear Jeffrey Goodluck, various people coming out now, now, and saying, we're buying long-term treasuries. So therefore, treasuries are still the go-to investment to protect your portfolio in market downturns. Look, the divisiveness in the United States, socially and politically, is not a very good thing. But still, the bottom line is, the world depends on the dollar. And if you believe in the dollar and you believe in the country, then why not buy the currency of the country? And that happens to be dollars. And it can only be bought in terms of a treasury. Even a dollar is a treasury. It just happens to be a dollar. You get 4.5% for a two-year treasury, you get a dollar for a dollar. Buy treasuries. And, and, and I, I've said this so many times in the past because usually we have been moving. We, this whole country and the world, this is China too, we have been moving into a debt market. China Evergrande, which is their leading lender to the housing market, was virtually in default. China. The U.S. dollar is still the currency of choice. So, so why, why, why buy something else? If you think the market is going to be a little bit funky, which it is, own dollars, get rid of debt.